coming up in 15 minutes. My big personal announcement, which I don't think you're going to want to miss. Joining us right now to talk about this new poll, I played you the report on the poll before the news at 11.30. Chris Adams, adjunct professor, political studies at the University of Manitoba. Chris, good morning. Hi, Hal. Nice to be on your show again. Yeah, thanks for doing this. I know you had a busy morning, and I appreciate you finding a few minutes for me. So this poll is, this Leger poll is interesting, um, and it doesn't surprise me. Uh, Pierre Polyev in this poll, picked uh, by Tory, uh, you know, Tories who will choose their next leader, four in ten pick Polyev, only one in five like Charest. But when you talk to people, Canadians in a general election, who they would pick, Charest is ahead 22 to 16% over Polyev, and the poll also finds that if Polyev is the leader, 25% of the people that responded to this poll in a general election say they would be less likely to vote for the Tories with Polyev in charge. Yes, and this is in line with some other polls that we've seen, like uh, Abacus had a poll about a week ago where they looked at swing liberal voters and and swing liberals, that is those who are willing to move away from the party to choose another option, that uh, Charest has a stronger advantage among those than Polyev. Uh, So so it's not surprising uh, that that Polyev has a huge lead among conservative uh, supporters in in Leger's poll here and uh, Charest far less. But when we step outside of the Conservative Party, then we see Jean Charest a little bit more popular than uh, Polyev. You and I talked near the start of this leadership uh, race, and I said yeah. to you then, the best thing for the Tory party might be picking Jean Charest as their leader, although I didn't think it would happen. It looks like that's going to come to be. Yes, it will be. It, it very much looks that way. Uh, you know, it's a complicated thing looking at this this leadership race because each riding in Canada is worth 100 points. So if you're looking like the heart, heart uh, heartland of, of Conservative Party, such as Red Deer, Alberta, uh, the ridings there are only worth 100 points. And if you look into places like New Brunswick or Quebec, 100 points again, as long as you have 100 members in that riding. So uh, Charest is hoping for some of those outside ridings uh, to pick up for him. But still, overwhelmingly, Polyev's got all, the most money. He's got the most delegate, uh, sorry, the, the most memberships he's signed up. And it really does look like it's going to be a, a, a very major victory for Polyev. And, you know, we see this uh, often in, um, in the U.S. when Democrats yeah. are picking uh, their presidential nominee and then Republicans pick theirs. You know, the Republican within the party itself, usually, boy, they go pretty far right at times in in the Dems. They go pretty far left, and then they come toward the center for a general election. Uh, I'm not so sure Polyev can pull that off here in Canada. Well, you know, he he probably will try to do some of that, but I think he's just going with, you know, his... I I think that he'll go... Full on when when he becomes leader, if he becomes leader. But what one thing is is that if, if we see the next federal election, if it's Polyev versus Justin Trudeau or or whoever his replacement is, that um, 
those speeches by Poliev, those videos that we've seen on social media, those will be used in the advertisements by the Liberal Party in, in a federal election campaign, and those will have, have some impact. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, Polyev, if he's the new leader, how he will then try to backtrack towards the, the mainstream Canadian voter, if he does decide to backtrack. You've said a couple times now, if Justin yeah. Trudeau is leading the Liberals, um, most people I talk to figure he will stick around, especially with the way things are shaping up, but you seem to think maybe he won't be leading the Liberals. Well, I, I have a sense that, you know, if, if this NDP uh, um, agreement holds and they last for a few years, then, uh, um, you know, I, I think that he would probably be looking for, for something else. But also, um, if, if it does crash in the next year, for instance, I think that Justin Trudeau will be the leader. But I, I don't think that if it goes for a few more years, I, I don't think Justin Trudeau will remain as the leader for a couple of reasons. One is, is people get tired in their positions. Um, secondly, I think the bloom is off the rose of Justin Trudeau these days when you look at the polling data of his, his uh, appeal. And I think there'll be people in the party who will be vying for that position. So I, I, I would be surprised if, if the next federal election happens in a few years from now. I would be surprised if he's still the leader. Can we talk provincial and then civic politics sure. quickly? Um, sure. What do you think is going to happen provincially? Uh, will Heather Stephenson lead the Tories into the next election? Will the Liberals have any impact? They've had opportunities in the past and haven't been able to capitalize. Is it going to be a Wab Canoe NDP government in the, in the province? Well, you know, I, I think we're seeing a lot of action by the provincial government to move it into the uh, towards the center and, and to try to increase support, public support for what the government's doing. We're seeing a number of announcements regarding the north. We're seeing announcement. We, we're seeing minimum wage going up, and that was uh, uh, earlier action by the provincial government, but it's going to be taking effect. Um, there are a lot of things that the premier's doing as well as the government's doing to try to appeal to public support and you know they're they're an elected government so of course they want to um uh, uh get support by by voters uh we will be going into a provincial budget next spring as you know we we have a provincial budget every i think it's usually about april and i expect that um the premier might call an election early right after that budget or wait for the set date election, which would be the fall of next year. Uh, but, you know, uh, Probe Research does a quarterly poll, and uh, I'd, I uh, expect to see that coming out in uh, the later part of September, and that'll show whether the PCs are in good shape or improving shape um, compared to where they were um, the past year to two years. And the, like, they've been really down in the polls, Hal. Mm-hmm. And uh, the question is, can they come out of that cellar? Well, it's going to be interesting to watch. And speaking of interesting, can you believe we've got 14 people running to be the next mayor of Winnipeg? Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. You know, when, when we see, uh, when we don't see an incumbent for mayor, uh, a lot of people are, uh, decide that that's their opportunity to become the mayor. But I am surprised at the number, that there are 14, and it's not seven or eight. But uh, we've got 14, and all of them are vying in some way or another to to get media attention. So I, I think that we might see uh, a few maybe dropping out as we get towards Labor Day. Um, a, a few who might say, look, I'm not getting the funding from, from donors. 
um, I'm, I don't think I have a realistic chance. And so we might see a, a winnowing of, of that long list. But it is it is exceptionally long, Hal. It is. Chris, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks. Have a great rest of the day. Bye-bye. You too. Chris Adams, adjunct professor, political studies, University of Manitoba. Let me read some of your text messages and emails here on the garbage bin for the homeless in Point Douglas. My big personal announcement. As I said, it's been sad here. Some tears have been shed at the home studio this morning, but it's also an exciting time. I've had a long love affair with radio. Next year would have been my 40th year in broadcasting. And so my decision, which I'm announcing here and now, to run for Winnipeg City Council is a big deal for me. Hopefully, it'll also be a big deal for the residents of Charleswood Tuxedo Westwood. For over 30 of those years, I've talked on radio and television and in the Winnipeg Sun about our city's issues and possible solutions. Losing my mom, Ada, unexpectedly recently reminded me just how short life is. I've always thought about running for political office to be a difference maker, and that's why I feel the timing is right for me to keep talking and listening. Listening is key. But to also roll up my sleeves and get things done. If voters in Charleswood Tuxedo Westwood want a common-sense counselor and feel I'm worthy of, worthy of their vote, I'll give it all I've got and continue the good work Kevin Klein has done representing them for the past four years. And by the way, I believe Kevin should be our next mayor. But I can't do any of this without you. Please support me, as you have for so many years now on the radio. Even if you aren't in Charleswood Tuxedo Westwood, Please support me because I want to be a Winnipeg city councillor and help make our whole community everything it can be. I'll have a lot more to say in the days ahead on social media and at halanderson.ca. Before I go, though, I have to thank you for listening and connecting with me, my family and friends, for their support in this especially my wife, Jackie, who always has my back. Tomorrow is our 10-year wedding anniversary, and I love you, babe. Also, thanks to Heather Steele and the management team here at CJOB for granting me a leave of absence to pursue this dream. And for one last time, thanks for listening. I'll miss doing this with you here every day. Bye for now.